Hello and welcome to Resident Advisors Exchange, a series of conversations with the artists, labels, and promoters who are shaping the electronic music landscape. I'm Jordan Rothline, and I'm the tech editor at Resident Advisor. Optimo member JD Twitch once called Belgian's club scene a forgotten part of dance music history. He was referring specifically to New Beat, a chugging blend of New Wave, Acid, and EBM that electrified Belgian clubs throughout the 80s and set the stage for 90s rave. A key figure in this sound was Roe Marone, a prolific artist who made reams of club hits in dozens of different projects. Fantasia, Miss Nude, Armani, Mr. White, and many others. Though he never considered his music new beat, Roe Marone's records embodied that era of Belgian dance music and anticipated the rave explosion that was about to come. Now, some 25 years later, Romarone is in the spotlight again, thanks to Collected Number no. 1, a two-disc compilation of his club tracks. Earlier this month, he stopped by our office to tell Will Lynch about the old days and what he's been up to since. seems that between 1988 and 1990, yeah. you had a very productive period. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? What was Why? going on? Yeah. Because it came from also a very productive period, but in a whole other market. But a whole market that fell down like a card house. It was a bit after you had the Deutsche Welle, with groups like Gruppenbild uh, and um, what were some names of them? Eisbeer, Eisbeer, uh, all this... And then after you had a sort of Belgium success wave. It began a bit with the punk and then became new wave. And, and it was a, a very explosive scene also with very much groups, very, very much gigs everywhere in the country. People liked it very much, festivals. But like everything, it has a beginning and an end. And the end came near, oh, let's say, we began to see the, the beginning of the end around 86, 87. And what was changing, we saw it, we, but we were like tourists, we saw it happen. You're there with your group, with three lorries, one lorry with your equipment, a lorry with sound equipment, and then another lorry with uh, light systems. You do it. For years, it was always fantastic. You had a full house, and then suddenly, suddenly they came... 60 persons, 70 persons, 50 persons. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the one of the other organizers fell down, the groups fell down, split it up. But there you are as musician, and you have invested in much things. You have very much musical ideas, and you want to do something with it. And our record company, who saw the thing a bit changing, and they, they, want, they also didn't want to stop and they heard from, uh, they, they were better informed than, than, than the musicians. They heard from, yeah, we are trying, we do so our best, and our records don't sell nearly nothing. And this one's only instrumental things, basic, basical things. It sells, it sells, it goes in other country. And they let us listen to these things and said, yeah, maybe why not? Because at the end of all the successful Belgian groups, they made a sort of B, experimental B-side 
and we we began to fail that the experimental B side with dub and all in it had more success than the than the A side because it it was more in clubs, and I think it was this it was not such such a big change for us. It was a bit the same spirit of of making music, but yeah, a whole a whole tranche of the. Thing you, you, you let away lyrics well we're gonna let, let them bit down the lyrics eh? we take a little sample or something it's enough to have an atmosphere and so we began to make in the id fund we began to make sort of from i speak for myself in fact a sort of experimental dub directly and then you have a bit the hazard also of the slowing down the tempos of all also because of the reason of the dub eh? slowing down the tempo makes that your sounds are very deep and a deep sound needs time Quick music, you cannot f do sound very deep. That you, the, the bass needs time to sound. This whole co coincidence and the record company who sustained it made it very interesting for us to work. So basically, it was partly on the advice of um, your record label. So they basically told you, try dropping the lyrics, try making it more club-tailored. Club also ourselves, because... We began also to amuse us with these other versions from our, our normal tracks in the beginning. My group was was rather successful. It, it was called Two Belgiums, Three Belgian. We had also some discotheque hits, and also the, there was existing a dub version from this also, and a sort of instrumental version that also worked very good in discotheques. For this, it was already a little bit in our mind, not alone in, in Belgium, when you saw groups like Deepesh Mode, and they, they all began to put on their maxis longer versions of, of their single, instrumental versions on it, especially for the clubs. And I think when we saw yeah, the radio is not following us, the, 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 all the latest records, all these groups were made in their own genre, didn't pass the radio, and then for, we, for who are doing it. The discotheques don't do it, and the radio doesn't do it also. So it, it may be better to, to jump a bit on this train, for, for a period to, to try to try it out and I think in trying it out I think we, we, we found some new things in fact some things that we didn't expect even I think nobody in the beginning took it too serious but it came a bit as a hazard over us everybody child what's happening here and also the the groups were replaced by this all these gigs that we played before were get replaced by one DJ with one DJ he filled, he filled the whole house with with, uh, with very special, for us, unknown music. Or the nearly instrumental new wave music that we... In the beginning, it was a bit like that. And I think they asked me much how it comes that, that this scene, that are nearly the same guys who before made this pop music, began with this for much people totally others, otherwise sounding music. For me, it doesn't... So sound others. I think when you have versions from rather popular acts from the from the eighties, you hear already the the big influence in it. Even the beginning of the new wave, the beginning of the 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 trance is is going in it. In the the way of thinking about music was was others. It, I think we were thinking in the spirit. Now we make a record. Huh? It has this record has, has to be like you make film music or something it has to sound for that reason like that very deep very that very hard or something not too much vocals in it yet music to be used we didn't think about eternity or for this for that <laughs> way it's very strange for me that just now all things that, that they that it comes a little hype in fact now that and i understand the reason of it 
because very much acts like now in Belgium over in Belgium are made a crossover between the influences of the electronic dance and also now acoustic instruments, voice on a normal voice, again lyrics on it. A good example for this is Oscar and the Wolf. I don't know if you know it. Oscar and the Wolf, they play huge festivals. They made a very a record that goes everywhere internationally. So uh, they, they win prizes. And you hear it and you said, yeah, surely also the, the, the slow ambient in it, the atmosphere of the electronics. But they made songs with it. Mm. And, and for that, I think that we, we did not a useless job in the time. I think it's it's a sort of part from the puzzle in the evolution of the of the of thinking about it. Before it it was undone. I remember the the biggest organizer in Belgium, Torout Werchter Festival, Werchter a very big festival. He said, This kind of music, it was in the beginning that it had success, will never be on my festival. Never. Now with the half of this festival is the, is that music that kind of DJ organized music, so you see that the mentality is very changing. So kind of what you're saying is at the time you didn't feel like you were making important art, but it no, ended up no, being... really not. It was uh, it was we tried it to go, to do it good, yeah? but surely it had to sound good and uh, even to find even when it's minimal, the little part that has to be good. It's very difficult, but you don't have too much choice to, to, to variate. This. With a very basic minimal ID, you have to have a, a maximum of impact on, on it, maximum of force of danceability in it. Only drum beat and some sort of riff that you have in it can be very, very powerful. Uh, and that we were looking at, and then a whole sort of carpet of, of ambient sounds above it. And it was sometimes very creative of, of playing with sounds. But for me, once the, the product was finished, it, it had to do a job with the, with the DJs. For me, it was, well, we heard of it. Yeah, yeah it's good passing. The, the Boccaccio is, is, is passing it. And Carré, that were the most important discotheques in this time. Then it was enough for us. And, and then you hear, yeah, it's selling rather good. Time for another one. It was a bit this mentality, not for we're going to make music to be heard three years, three years later. It was not the idea that we had. So do you consider the stuff you guys were making new beat? No. <laughs> That's also a strange coincidence. The word new beat, I don't know from where it comes. From myself, I was much more thinking in the way of, like I said, on U sounds, Adrian Sherwood, dub, the very deep dub, uh, reggae even. Then the old uh, Detroit techno was my inspiration in the beginning. The, the end of the new wave with very explosive synthesizer sounds. That was from, but why it became, for me, new beat was too soft. I, I was always more thinking in a, in a sort of punk way of using the synthesizers. I, I was also more guitarist and I wanted to, to make with this technology, make also the, the rawness of some punk records in it that, that I tried in some tracks you can hear it on this uh, compilation. Like you have the acid drill that's in it. It's a really, of the, the first Disaster album could be a guitar riff in fact. It's, it, that, that sound, for me, when they should call it, in, this, in that time they didn't call it also U-Beat. Now, in the general, because a bit of the sound of Belgium, I think, the, the compilation, they all call it together, new beat. But for me, it was more like, I don't know how 
techno house uh, for me it was acid acid not the drug way of the acid but the sound of the acid the, the sweeps the sweep sounds in it it was a way of uh, fullness also the, the little the little chaotic fullness that was in it you may sometimes the the, the more foolish the better it was but it was not so uh, foolish array from sometimes for some good g- foolish joke you were working a whole a whole week to to get it good placed in it eh? you had to, sometimes you got an idea in two minutes but it was a whole week to to, to a whole week to place it good in in your in your sound eh? yeah in that film uh, the sound of belgium someone says that he thinks the special thing about belgian club music is that um it was more influenced by punk than other i think yeah music scenes. The, the punk movement in belgium was rather it was in fact, the the beginning of all the musical, the second musical move in Belgium, because after the punk became a bit the new wave, directly after it, there's the the new wave was directly following, and it are the same guys who made after afterwards this this dance music. This it's 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 not a, a music that's made by DJs. It was still the. In fact, you have to say. It's music that's made by musicians without job, who, lo- who lost their job. <laughs> in fact, they're, they're normally uh, music that they made. You know, it was no more didn't sell, didn't didn't let. There were no gigs, so we were workloos. They call it <laughs> chômage. <laughs> How did you first encounter Belgium's club scene? When did you first get into all that stuff? I knew it always, not naturally, yeah. But it was never my way, yeah. Even. In the time we had hits in discotheques, also we, we sometimes we played it as a live group that you did uh, that, that existed. It was well with um, two Belgians or with two, two Belgians. Yeah, there was with two Belgians. We had some live gigs in rather big discotheques, also in France, even. Uh, but afterwards, there was a music, yeah, like normally uh, rave parties or something. It then we heard, or even in the beginning it was punk. Afterwards, that we played the, the DJ met punk or new wave and the things that a bit of crossover in this scene. Naturally, we saw that the the group was replaced by one DJ. <laughs> with with uh, One of the first who did this was Too Many DJs. The guys, you know it, I think, Too Many DJs. Well, they were rather famous for remixes from all sort of artists. artists. Wait, um, when did they first come around? I wouldn't have thought they would have been already DJing back then. I forgot the name of the normal group, but because the normal group still exists, uh, with Sol- a drum, a Bray Solwax, yeah, yeah. Solwax guy, yeah. I think it was a side, also a bit of the same vision. It was a bit a side product of of what they did, and and the side product became more important than the group, in fact, and also much more international. That's a strange, also for 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 me. Maybe one of the things is, yeah, even in Germany, yeah, we are not the strongest in English language so the less words you use <laughs> the more su- success it can have internationally maybe the for an englishman it has has to be very strange to hear belgium singing english i think and for german singing english sometimes it passes but but it's not so logical in fact and i think this the way that it falls away it's not important the language has no has no more importance it were little samples or something little words that you could everybody could could say it was much more the atmosphere that it was very much more international the first reactions i got afterwards always was from england from the first one on the cd now the zazala boom 
they began to ask me questions about from some from Manchester DJs and uh, how you did it and that from what came is it a TB303 is it what synthesizer you used for that and this, it was a whole mystery around this record and then I said what what they are doing and I got mails from everywhere in the world from Australia from I said Jam what's happening for me it was a very old thing long time past <laughs> somewhere we had Maybe by coincidence, touch the just, I don't know how, how you write string or touch a string, you say it in English, I don't Struck know. Struck a chord. <laughs> Struck a chord. For <laughs> the, the right feeling that that touched people somewhere. We didn't think about that in that way, in, in fact. For, it was to be used, music to be used, for not more for me, I, for me and for myself I speak. Because also much people ask, did you see each other? Much did you talk to each other? It were all sort of teams. I think in the beginning we worked. We were only four teams who made all these records. I was a team. And then you had a team around Maurice England from Parakan, and then you had Martin Sherman Bellucci, Sherman from the Sherman Bank, and then you have Patrick Kleis, and all the rest more were more DJs who asked musicians around them. We were a team of, that were all uh, musicians that that played around, and someone from the record company. Like Maurice was the guy from the record company, in fact, Maurice England. Roland Belen also, they they started it up, Antler Subway, Subway Records. It was all in uh, the second label for this kind of music. So it started up. Did you enjoy the uh, going to the clubs yourself, the places like Boccaccio and whatnot? <clears throat> Enjoy, yeah. I found it funny to see it once, but it was not my kind of nightlife. In fact, yeah, I was one one generation older than all the people around me. It was nice once to see, but I went there sometimes to hear it, to sometimes to, to hear the new vibes. Surely, also technically, how does it does it sound? What I made, you you have the idea. You worked with two little boxes, sometimes a little bit bigger, but when you hear it over there with this huge sound system you have to think oh but i have to do it others the basses must to have much more deeper and that and that and, and so sometimes i went there with a little cassette i knew the the dj a little bit sometimes i could pass see he puts it two minutes through the the other records you can see she put the bit of like the volume that it was not so strange and then you say, yeah, that, might, that I'm going to change, that has to be more louder. So it was more like a stud, study travel. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find the atmosphere impressive? I mean, a lot of people talk about yeah, how... Yeah, that surely. Yeah. That was one of the first times I passed there was, I think, with Maurice England, with the Praga Khan guy, to visit once some discotheques, some DJs. The first time when you hear and see it, also this the laser effect and the whole show... It was the first time, it was the beginning of the laser also, a little bit. They were creative, these DJs. It was not, I got a record and I put them like it was. They began to manipulate the velocity of the record. They began to mix down other sounds in it. Never you saw a label on a record, never. It was all with stickers on it. It was all very secret, always secret. They put it speeches in it. I know one of the first I heard was, I have a dream. But when you hear, I have a dream from Martin Luther King, with a, a rather carpet of very strange sound around it, it was very, and then the beat begins on it. Yeah, it was It was not an, a political issue. It was certain 
playing with the effects of, of the, the strongness of a voice, or sometimes even they were not afraid to put opera in it, pieces of opera, and then the beat on the red, they, they mixed their cells. I found it in the beginning, surely in the beginning, they did, a, they did a very creative job. And it influenced us also as, as a DJ. What I did sometimes was to put me in the corner. It was mostly the Friday night that the, or the Thursday, you had a very important, you know, maybe his records, the Music Man, also a, a label in for dance music. And it was, I think it was the Thursday or the, the, that all the DJs came to him. It was Which club was it? It was not a club, it was a shop. Okay, yeah. It okay. was a shop, Music Man. And it was one guy, like in a club, playing the records, and the DJ was there with his pint of beer, and his sign was left or right. When it was left, it was on his staple of, uh, of, uh, of records. Right was less good. Left, right. And then you saw, oh, yeah. you saw all these staples from all the DJs growing. <laughs> Sometimes it was interesting to hear, yeah, that's, I'm choosing a bit the wrong direction, or oh, here I'm very good. <laughs> I never even didn't know that I made this music. I was, sometimes I was there in the corner, a bit looking at, just looking and listening. About those uh, the little flourishes the DJs did with spoken word and bringing yeah. sound effects. I mean, in a way, that's sort of what you ended up doing on your records, or you, you like layering in audio clips of spoken word. Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. Eh? That's like I say that the lyrics that were like Sasa La Boom, it comes from, it was only later. Now you have internet to look it up. But it was a coincidence on a cassette. You found a so, sort of charming voice. Yeah, that's interesting. And around this little charming voice, you begin to, uh, you begin to make a whole track. And then the problem was, from who is that charming voice? <laughs> but it was a time... I don't think even now they it's passing and they don't make the James Brown uh, samples from the drums are used everywhere. <laughs> the ooh ah from James Brown and you heard it in very much records. It was a time that it was not so straight all to be used also it was it was also not for eternity. Uh, everybody did did what he did. Sometimes it was a bit too. <laughs> <laughs> but you get away with it. <laughs> no, not always. Sometimes there were there were records. No, 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 no that that's dangerous. That you're gonna do. It. <laughs> the whole basic rhythm would be something. Also, you may replay it. That sometimes uh, Maurice did much. He was very good informed about things happening everywhere in the world. In clubs in Manchester do that, do that. It's selling very good there, there, and then at night, at Two nights he made another record, nearly the same thing, <laughs> and he had more success with that than the original. <laughs> they were working very, very quick. The Atlas Subway. There was, there were also four teams the whole time busy with do, doing this records. Like making bootlegs, you mean? Not for making bootlegs. That's more a bit his scene. It was a bit partly his scene. Sometimes, like the best example from that is is the one hundred one uh, rock to the beat. Normally, it's Reason Antonio is the original and. And he made it in two or three days, he, and he had a much bigger hit with uh, with yeah, how you can the cover you have to cover it was legal it was legal it was not it is it is reason Antonio are the writers of the of the of the thing, but royalties are for the Atlas Subway not. <laughs> yeah, I I, I want always to make original things for my own. Yeah, Belgium had a huge record collecting culture in the 80s which you sort of alluded to just now were you ever part of that were you ever like a record freak back in the day 
a bit, yeah. But you mean already in the dance scene? Yeah. Yeah. From the dance scene, uh, not. I'm, I was not so... But I know it existed. The people were really... Uh, Looking for the original, for the most original uh, first pressings, I don't know. There was that's true. There was also surely, as long as it was vinyl, as long as the things came out on vinyl, there was there was a they had very collectors of all this of all these things. In this scene, I not in other records before. Yes, sometimes I I was proud of some record I found, uh, but but not not so much. In fact, I was more could be. Uh, Sometimes one song could me wow blow me away from wow how he did it so it's such a good thing, and the rest of the artists didn't follow so much but uh, it was more individually so some uh, some projects really that interest me. Looking at the track list for your compilation, yeah. it doesn't look like it's the work of one person. There's about <laughs> twenty different names on yeah. there. Why is that? Why yeah? Well. You have to see from where we come. Uh, we were musicians without work at the end of the 80s. And we had the opportunity to do, to do other things. But for us, it was so, in the beginning, yeah, it was a whole other market. And we thought, yeah, maybe uh, they don't need to know that I'm doing it. Plus the way that the media were not so happy with that, with this whole movement. It, the media didn't take it serious. And when they had people from who normally they known they were known in another circuit that one, one day on another day they began to make things like that. We thought, we, we were all thinking, the more secret it is, the better. And also, a Belgian guy is not, Belgian people are not chauvinist people. They don't have to see, oh, it's a guy from Antwerp. Or, oh, what, one from Brussels. Oh, it's nothing. It's better to look, oh, it's California. That's interesting. Oh, Berlin, Berlin. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, it's from Berlin. There's a, for, that, for that, we... I had one name, Romaron, the, the mo mostly used. And then people didn't know it. And they thought, records from Italy, uh, Spain, and I don't know, Italy, <laughs> America, they didn't know it. <laughs> and, the DJ, and for me, it was good that they didn't know it. And uh, I looked, in fact, for a sort of name that matched with the content, the atmosphere of the thing. Yeah, I had some, like the Sleepwalker tracks are more ambient. I'm, I had some directions in it, Opus 303 there, that I, I made. That, that could be a Sleepwalker thing, and that's, that I call Le Mystère. So all the ambient ways, and then the more aggressive uh, things that are on it. And I found it sometimes like Zazalabuma, I tried one or three times to, to use the same thing, but... For me, then it was enough, another name, another <laughs> not very good commercial view, but yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, I think the the success was a, was a bit in the anonymity of the whole thing. When they should know it, oh, this again, this guy. That's also again this guy. What the, the it's it's very rapid finished. It was it, it stayed longer that way. If people get sick of you, they see the I same. I think yeah, yeah, it's normal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very common even today for electronic artists to use a bunch of different, you know. I think. Yeah, I think. I don't. Do you have a reason for that? It's pretty We're much. Gonna change the interview. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you sort of explained it yourself. At least in many cases, it's just there's more. There are more things they want to release, and they don't, oh, yeah, they don't know it, people to get fatigued. Yeah, by. yeah. You have fatigue. You have. A, yeah. It's. Uh, it's, it's it's time for another one. Uh, another one. Eh? He's doing also good work. We eh? have enough of this one. Eh? Uh, maybe that's a bit in it. Yeah. Still though, um, yeah, yeah. you've got yeah. what twenty or more um, 
different names. That oh, yeah, it's possible. I didn't, never counted it. No, I never. <laughs> I think it did on the compilation there, not all. I think when I did the compilation with the Mental Groove uh, guy, Olivier Ducre, is, is the guy who had the idea to do it. I think we listened to 70 different or more, 75 different tracks. <laughs> I parts of it. And then we, we decided, are we going to take that? No, 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 no. And they were all yours, all those 70. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I, sometimes I hear it. That was like the first time I heard it. <laughs> Plus also very difficult to find which version we used in that time. Sometimes we, I found all other mixes and other versions and... It was a whole job. It was, in fact, a whole job of a whole summer for me to check all these things out, to find them also, to let them sound good. Uh, but they did a very, very good job at the Mental Groove remastering. For me, it sounds very fresh, in fact. Uh, I wondered how, yeah, because it was not always so perfect in the time I, I found. But now it, they did a wonderful, good job in the remastering, I find. Yeah. When you're making all those tracks... What was your workflow like? Like, how, how are you making so many tracks so quickly? For me, it was my job. In fact, music was my job. Not only that, but sometimes I had concerts in the weekend, but the Monday morning after, after my uh, breakfast, the day began with, uh, with, with some track, making a track. And sometimes the night through, I had no, I had no children at the time. I, had, I could work. I was living very alone. I could work as hard and as much I wanted uh, without disturbing anyone. As long as my ears could, uh, <laughs> could do, and the inspiration stays. Sometimes we had we had also um, deadlines for it. When you want this record, also it has to be finished end of the week. Otherwise, we have to week a whole other week. But also, the record company had the they had to follow the the whole thing. It was a very little company, in fact. They had to follow the whole the whole market and the whole production process of of, the, of this whole thing. And for that, yeah. I never made a mistake to make some to make it quick for um, gaining time. It was also I think we were proud enough. We let the product when it was really finished, and we we were sometimes we we began totally totally uh, that when yeah it's not bad but it's not that yeah mm. it's, and then it was it was not shamafu it was really not that it was. Uh, the end became a bit with, with the whole commercial scene that began around the big click in it. That was a good, very good record, I found. The Confettis, uh, this is a sound of sea, is one of the most popular things in this time. But from then off, all people were beginning to think of imaging, an image for, for the project. They Sometimes three dancing girls was enough. And then it was sort of, for me, a sort of childish playback scene that you created. I think this was the beginning of the end of the adventure of the scene and the experiment that was in it. They began to see it as a commercial thing. They, they were going from the one discotheque to the other. It was, And then I decided I don't belong to, this, to that scene. That's not my music. Mm. <clears throat> A really interesting thing about Belgium's club scene in the 80s and all the dance records is um, even before it got commercial, some of those records were selling a lot, um, yeah. like even getting, you know, at least a few got number one yeah, without yeah. any radio yeah. play. How did that go for you? How did your record sell? 
I find myself one of the less successful in that time. Really, all the others had much more success than me. You always wanted that it that it works and that it sells, but I think it was a bit too experimental. Uh, we wanted to be, even in that work, I wanted to keep the thing very serious. In fact, and and for me, it was it it didn't match with with commercial success. It was made to be underground for me, made to be experimental, made to be special, made to be foolish, and sometimes yeah, in this record we. Sometimes it was not bad, the selling, but it was compared to Sound of Sea or compared to Pump Up the Jam and compared to much other things, even Praha Khan things, it's, ah, it's one-tenth or something. But uh, that was not a market for me to try to, to get in this scene the, a very smash hit in it because you have to do so much. Yeah, Then you have to really play like the market wants play like that, that it's possible but that's there are other people better in than, than me <laughs> in 1994 if i'm not mistaken that was the year you started a flamenco pop yeah, group. <laughs> much earlier earlier but i think i think the first record first vinyl single i made with is esta loco project in 90 that is strange. I did it together. <laughs> I was, for myself, I was uh, playing and singing in Spanish for myself, not to make records, to do something with Spanish music. And as job in the day, in fact, I made this uh, dance records. <laughs> and the weekend, I already, I already had little gigs with the Spanish music. It was I, I could mix it very easy for me. I could uh, make the switch. For me, it was not such, such a big switch. In fact... Music is music for me. When it, I tried to do the, flam, the flamenco things good, and I tried to make the other things good. I think you have to see it sometimes, like uh, a singer, uh, David Bowie or something, or Mick Jagger, who has to make film music. No voice on it. He makes. He tries to do other things. No guitar on it. He tries to do other things. But that sounds. It 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 matched with with the film. I think, and you can take it serious or see also. You can make this. It's like in a whole other way of thinking, but it's the same person. This, I think, for me, it was not so um, duality. It sounds like the flamenco was more, as you said, for yourself, and um, Romero was, was more of like a job. Yeah, because with the flamenco, I knew that it would, oh, it would be years to make one serious record with it before I had the level of working with that. Playing gigs, yeah, it would be become earlier, but I waited till, in fact, 94 for the first CD that I made with, with Esta Loco then. I had to learn the language, I had to learn Spanish, uh, this, write my own lyrics in Spanish. Between that, I had a selling market of, uh, of, of dance music. I saw it a bit like that. Did you stay interested in dance music in the years since the 90s? In the beginning, not so much. But it, I always keep on following it a bit. And now, surely, because I have a son, a son is now uh, 19, and he is completely involved in this music, in the electronical music, is making himself much tracks. Till now, without a record label or something, just for, also for himself. And from him, I learn really new sorts of things, new artists. When he goes to a festival, like uh, Dur Festival, you have the big festival around 
Doer de stad Mons, Mons in België, I don't know if you know it. You have the Doer Festival. He is not going to the live groups, he's going to the, the, the all the, the techno, how, how, you, how you call it now, I don't, that I don't know. Techno DJs. <laughs> techno <I guess>. DJs <laughs> and, and the techno acts, in fact, sort of acts. It's, he found that much more interesting than the, than the live groups. He is influenced by the things that are happening now and with other methods. And now it's all computer, in fact. Nearly no no stuff like I saw today. And uh, all the old synthesizers that we had, all the old, old rhythmics, it's all in the computer now, yeah. really much of the things. But it's very interesting for me to, to hear, to see it also. For me, the the most interesting thing is the, but I said it, the mixing of the two now. That's that's the, People find it normal that you can mix all these things. That you can, you go to a live concert and the, there's a whole, there's a whole techno ambient sound busy and then the, 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 and there is a live group playing on it, and all these things I find the most interesting movements that are happening now. That that's changing, right? That's an, changing the the way of making and listening for me and and uh, how what you do with your music. Eh? Is it only to dance? Is it only to? Uh, that's a bit changing. It, it becomes to the. This, the, the electronics of music is reaching ears from people who, who want more than dancing now. They they want to listen. They want they want also some more lyrics on it. They want to, what what you're doing with this music. And I found more and more you see this this sort of projects that works. Like the the best the best Belgium example for that is uh, Stromae. I don't know if it's in Germany so so known. Stromae, the, uh, his first hit was Alors on danse Alors on danse was the number one in France, Belgium, number one in Holland, and now he had he had a, a smash record, a whole CD. Everybody thought about that what is one hit wonder, with all lyrics a bit like Jacques Brel, the, with the deepness of a Jacques Brel lyrics, but on dance on on dance music, a bit he's selling more than Daft Punk. Wow. And so you have to that you have to to look on this. Unbelievable! This guy, it's, it's beginning at America also, and also with the, a whole dance attitude. He's trying to make tell a story at the people to to he, how he thinks about the world. And then, uh, before it was only amusement, and now it has some some this kind of music is used to tell tell the opinion about the world and something becomes more and more serious. I true, I found. It sounds to me like you probably consider yourself like a live musician at heart. Like you, it doesn't seem like you're ever that connected to, to DJ culture or the art of DJing or anything like that. Would you say that's true? I never did it. Uh, sometimes I put a little vinyl on it with the pickup, but <laughs> but I'm not specialist in that. No, for me it was playing the music that um, I respect, and I, it's very important. And it, it's it's an art on himself to. Uh, you have to sometimes to think like a DJ. You have to think how, how to to get your public on your on your train uh, to to let them follow you. For that, I have not a talent. I think mm-hmm. I, I'm. I not maybe not so the interest. Also, I, I have some examples, but in two weeks I should, uh, I have a blackout. I think <laughs> they have to be very good informed. Mm-hmm. Think as DJ now to know all what's happening and uh, and following all things. Yeah. I'm too busy with my own things. <laughs> um, the music on your compilation, mm-hmm. um, one of the things people say about it is that if when you listen to it now, it sounds kind of prescient. Like it, there there are new records now that yeah. that sound like something you know you made near, you know 20, 25 years ago. 
Does that seem strange to you? Is that surprising to you to hear that? Sometimes yes, but maybe in another way not, because even the things that I hear now, it's not so strange and not so far away from me. Things that always changed is the is the tempos. Sometimes it's slowing up, slow, slowing down, and going up to the very high level, then going down. But the source, the source of making uh, amuse themselves or music to dance on the music is the same thing. I think there's there's a uh, for that. And also what what you have now it's all with computer, but what do they, all the plugins on computer are all uh, imitating these old synths that we used? This all the old sounds that now are sounding good are the old the Roland TR808 is still the the machine and the 909 and the TB303. They all try to have uh, computer very good imitations, very good things. But in fact, you can say in a whole other way you hear sometimes the same sounds, and for that maybe. For some people, it's it's not so much change, maybe as that. Plus, you have maybe also the advantage that it was the real stuff. It was the it were the real Koch and the real Roland and the real that you used. Maybe I don't know. Also, maybe that when you were making those records, that was uh, a certain moment in time where a lot of people were inspired by this music. You know, that yeah. was kind of the original explosion of all this stuff. Yeah. And we maybe without knowing it, we influenced each other. We didn't know. Yeah, we 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 were all working apart, but we were following each other. Eh? We knew what came out and what worked and what didn't work, and we knew it all. Eh? And, there's a, and, uh, and it's it's like uh, I think you have to see it like when you saw the Beatles. Lennon wrote a song, and, and McCartney tried to make a better song, and then Harrison wanted to make a more powerful song. So, like I think the team was a bit were a bit. Pumping up their quality in in concurrence, I think it's always a good thing. I think everyone from the the teams I talk about had their own speciality. The more commercial view, the underground view that I did more much with the guy from Farbalen. Um, that for myself, the the things that I did together, it's Saint Orbien or Farbalen or Bab, Agaric Bab. For me, that are all the best tracks for me, from the most most inventive tracks. This, it was a very good musician from also before a very famous pop group in Belgium, Tissimatic you had in Belgium. It now still the singer, still Arno. I don't know if it's in Germany. It's not so known, I think. But he has a whole scene in France and all. But it was the bass player of that. And he was very, very good in, in manipulating the 303 from Roland. He was a crack in it. He was very good in it. What's your relationship with these tracks now, the, the Romarin tracks? When you hear them now, do, do you still like them or does that sound like a really long time ago to you? For me, yeah, but the, the only thing that I found, yeah, for me, after three minutes, I'm a bit sold out. The market asked tracks from four and a half, five minutes, or sometimes six minutes. So yeah, you make it longer and it has to be used for the dance floor. So it may, it may, it was sort of, it has to enchain a bit, a sort of trance, a trance in it. But musically, mostly the most tracks are sold out for me around three minutes. But the basic idea in every track I found is the one little good basic idea, and and I think that is the use the the, the reason why we didn't use the other thirty five tracks that I that, that I found because there the basic idea was not so good. Mm. This I think it, I think it's uh, you're working on thirty percent. Of your capacity because 50% are normally lyrics and 20% arrangements, difficult arrangements. Other 30 
percent that you're working with, the rhythm and the bass and the basic sound has to sound 100% good. For that, we, we sometimes it's it's much more easy to fill it all up, to fill it up, and you're like, wow, what a record! But that didn't work on the dance floor. It had to be all very clean and very. The the, the bassum had to be bassum. The hi hat has to be hi. It's all very sharp and very explosive, in fact. And that made it sometimes very difficult to have to find the very good groove for it. And that thing I like in this record. Yeah. When you say each track had to have one good simple idea, yeah. would that be like a riff or a little, you know, a drum pattern? Could you actually point out something in the track like that's the bit that makes it uh, good? But, but f- where the, where the compilation starts with the basic track from the Zazalaboom record is it could be a sharp played guitar in fact it could be a guitar with a very special sound but it can be a very knife hard guitar riff in fact but it's played with a synthesizer but sometimes it was very difficult to find where it got his power to, to, to find the machine. Yeah, here he has really the power we needed. And, and, and to build the whole track around this one riff, then it falls away, then it comes back. And then pulling like puzzles all together and then with a little atmosphere of a voice in it. The, the TB303 is something that I had, the Opus 303 is also a bit like that. Much more softer, but mostly it started with one, one good riff, in fact. Like the pop song. But then for the pop song, mostly you have a guitar in your hand. Mostly it, it starts with one riff, even with Eurythmics or I don't know, of, or Rory Gallagher in the time or blues artist. Mostly it's one thing that catches your ears, but now it was with a synthesizer and, and more obliged to follow some tempos. It was not too, too slow or they fell asleep in the discotheque or, <laughs> or not too high also, because then you hear nothing but nothing but more than it was between and then for the rest you were rather free to do what you want but it had to sound good and it had to stay danceable Something grabbed me and smothered me. Let me. 